0: Hey everybody, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. We've got a great episode this week, but before we get started, I want to take some time to talk about the partners of this podcast. The Bear Hunting Podcast is proud to be partnered with Bear Hunting Magazine. Uh, bear Hunting Magazine's been in print for over 18 years. Uh, they provide folks with some just great information on bear hunting. So if you're a big guy, spawn stalk, houndsman, um, or just, you know, trying to go on a bear hunt, look for an outfit or something, check them out. Uh, they got it all. Also, if you haven't seen it before, Bear Hunting Magazine produces the show Bear Horizons, Um, it's free online and just got all kinds of great bear hunting stuff. So definitely check it out. Um, there'll be a link for all this stuff in the podcast description. So also, um, if you want to subscribe to Bear Hunting Magazine, which I highly recommend, use the promo code BHP at checkout to receive $5 off a subscription, which is already at a really, really great rate. So, uh, you really can't, it's worth every penny for sure. So The Bear Hunting Podcast is also partnered with Betum 907 Bear Attractants out of Alaska. Uh, If you're looking for some quality bear attractants uh, and all kinds of flavors from blueberry, they've got cherry, uh, they've got this stuff called nasty boar, which uh, calls in uh, either is really great for grizzly bears or uh, um, like big black bear boars or whatever. Um, They got all kinds of stuff like that and attractant sprays and ground covers and that sort of thing. So uh, check them out at uh, betum 907com Now lastly, before we get into this episode, um, if you could do me a favor, um, if you're liking this podcast and getting a lot out of it, Please share this podcast on uh, any social media pages that uh, you use, uh, the Beer Honey Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. So share those pages, um, like them, um, invite your friends to like the Facebook page, share the episodes, whatever you want to do to uh, get the word out about this podcast. It would be greatly appreciated. So... And uh, lastly, if you have any questions or comments, please, you can send them to me at um, bearhuntingpodcasts at gmail.com. And uh, I personally read, respond, and uh, try to follow up with all the questions I get. And um, your questions oftentimes make their way into these episodes. So if you got a question that you want answered, uh, just fire away an email to me and I'll uh, try to get a good answer for you. So, all right, thanks and on to the episode. Hey everybody! Welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Uh, tonight we're gonna go up to Northern Wisconsin to talk to a very special guest tonight. Uh, we got Mike Foss on the line. Uh, for those of you that don't know Mike, uh, he's a um, he's the former owner, operator, head guide of Northern Wisconsin Outfitters, and a uh, just crazy successful bear guide. Um, he's his he's led hunters to uh, some just monster bears over the years so uh thought he'd be a great guy to bring on so how you doing tonight mike
1: it's uh, i'm doing really good matt and it's a pleasure to be on the show here
0: well thanks thanks for coming on so definitely appreciate it <clears throat> so so i guess for those that uh maybe don't know who you are or anything um you want to give me a quick intro into yours about yourself and uh maybe a little about your bear A little bit about your bear hunting background
1: well the bear hunting background i grew up in northern wisconsin little town of washburn right on lake superior uh probably more people are familiar with the apostle islands area and um my bear hunting background um um i know you'll probably answer ask this question later on but um i i i don't normally uh hunt hunt bears i just love to guide them and uh um, uh, I, I started, uh, started being fascinated with bears, uh, long, long time ago when we had a cabin down by the town of Barnes and, uh, um, chasing bears, believe it or not, on, 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 on foot early in the morning when they're, when they're knocking our grills over. My dad taught me that one, not a uh, very good, uh idea but um that's where it all started i started getting fascinated with bears that way
0: (laughs) oh that's wild that's funny (laughs) yeah that's not common uh advice i think but (laughs) it's still cool (laughs) no no it isn't but
1: uh you'd be surprised at how how timid the bears are and they they run away
0: from you oh yeah no doubt no doubt so matter of fact i've seen uh just for whatever reason this this past week I've seen four bears around right around the house and uh none of them let me get very close to them and they ran right off so but that's funny so cool all right so um I guess before we get going you know we're going to this this episode is going to be a lot about Wisconsin and um you're probably better at this than I am so if you could give us a quick breakdown of the structure of the Wisconsin bear season, like when do you start baiting? When's the hunt, that sort of thing.
1: Baiting season starts April 15th in Wisconsin. It's really early. Mm -hmm. Um, as soon as that snow is gone, usually you can get out there and, 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 and start baiting. Wisconsin has, has four zones, A, B, C, and D. And, um, they're they're quite big zones. Mm-hmm. And um <clears throat> usually usually the season starts the Wednesday after Labor Day and it alternates every other year, hound hunters go one year, then then bait sitters go okay the following week.
0: Okay. Gotcha. <clears throat> yeah. So now um what zone do you guide in i guess zone d okay all right and that is in the northwest corner of wisconsin correct yes it is okay gotcha farthest
1: farthest uh, uh, part of the state that you can get without driving into lake superior
0: (laughs) cool very cool so yep well sweet so um now i guess for for folks that aren't you know, haven't been to Wisconsin or, or Northern Wisconsin, especially, um, what kind of terrain are you hunting bears in?
1: Well, uh, Washburn is, is, is uh, um, this is Bayfield County now, but the town of Washburn is right on the edge of big woods country and then agricultural country. Okay. And, and so you have a vast, uh, you know, uh, uh, variety to uh, hunt in mm-hmm. if you want to hunt in the big woods um, uh, you can do that if you want to hunt in in uh, farmland you can do that too okay
0: neat that's cool what uh, do you have do you prefer either of those or do you hunt both
1: we hunt both most of our our uh, um, uh, bait stations are on private land but we do have uh, uh, county land too that we go on to okay and um that's some big deep country that we go into we like to get uh way off the road sometimes yeah you know
0: yep definitely understandable just mainly to avoid other hunters right yep. and just yes. folks interfering yep. with your baits yeah yeah yep. that makes sense so cool now the agriculture there is it uh like hay fields or is it more um like corn or something like that
1: there's a mix of, uh, I believe, oats, uh, not oats, um, corn, and um, oh, I forgot the other one was. I apologize. Um, okay. um, some other crop they have out there. Okay. Um, uh, corn prices haven't been been um, skyrocketing like in the past, so you're starting to see a little bit less and less of that of corn.
0: Okay. Gotcha. So. Okay, so, okay, that makes sense, so, all right, cool. So then, um, you know, you said you're not much of a bear hunter, so yourself, but what, what got you into guiding, what made you decide to start Northern Wisconsin Outfitters?
1: Well, like I said, um, I grew up, uh, uh, um, our parents gave us one of the greatest gifts that um, uh, one could give us kids, mm-hmm. and that's a cabin cabin away from home and uh i grew up fishing trapping hunting with my dad okay and um that's where it all kind of kind of started and and and, um and i absolutely love helping other hunters i know a lot of uh hunters that are very very private um, um um not wanting to share information or their hunting skills or want the next door neighbor to shoot the big bear or the big buck yeah, but yep. with me it's it's just the opposite i would love to see somebody you know if i got a uh, um, big buck in the back of my uh, woods or big bear I, I would love to see that hunter be successful right and so i just uh i started um uh, just the passion for guiding hunters uh hunters that that can't make it up into the north woods and um, um have the opportunity like i do all the time so mm-hmm. i set them up and and um uh, fulfill that uh, part for them
0: that's awesome very cool yeah that's you know my i joke around that some of the best bear hunters i know are folks that you've never heard of and you know there's they're very private about it. I don't know if it's, I mean, part of it's probably they just want to keep their success to themselves and you're right, not let other folks uh, uh, shoot the big bear or big buck or whatever, maybe, you know, but uh, um, that's interesting. Oh, cool. So um, when, I guess, when did you start Northern Wisconsin Outfitters?
1: I started... Oh, goodness sakes. I started pondering about it back in the, the early 80s. I, I think 84 and 85, okay. um, uh, the DNR closed down the bear season because the population was so low. Mm-hmm. 1986, I drew a tag and went out and tried bear hunting myself. Um, wasn't too successful. I didn't know too much about bears at that time. And uh, actually, was pretty scared being out
2: there.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, all those bad, those those movies you watch are, mm-hmm. you know, nothing like what really happens. <laughs> yeah. But but um, um, a friend of mine from Stevens Point, Wisconsin, we started filming bears. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he said, well, uh, people, people started getting interested in what we were doing, and, and some of them started tagging along.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, on these filming um, uh, excursions and stuff, and then um, we uh, uh, a couple guys drew tags, and they started at well, can you set us up? So uh, my friend started doing that, and I started assisting him and helping him, and that's where it really got going. And then I moved moved back up to northern Wisconsin, and I think it was two uh, thousand. Uh, around there is when I started, started guiding.
0: Okay, cool. So, you know, when you first started guiding, was your goal like to, I mean, I guess every guide's goal is to shoot big bears, but were you like really targeting, focusing in on big bears or was that something you kind of grew into?
1: No, it just happens over time. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, uh, trail cameras Cameras back then, you know, it was pretty expensive to have a trail camera. Yeah. You know, you had to have the film developed and stuff. But um, uh, trail cameras, you know, they tell the story. And before you know it, you know, you start getting some of these bigger bears on, on camera. And, you know, you start setting these hunters up and, oh, yeah, there's a big bear coming in, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to kill him, And uh, you don't. Yeah. You know, it, yep. it's, uh, uh, shooting a monster mature black bear, um, is equivalent to, to shooting a 200 plus inch, inch whitetail. It just doesn't happen, you know, every day, every right. season, you know, right. so you start to get to know these, uh, uh, bears on a personal, uh, level and you just keep at it, you keep at it and. You know, some bait stations you have to abandon, and then you move on and and uh, um, try to locate where they're they're at. Right, exactly.
0: I mean, that's kind of where where I started with the bear hunter was just like getting a bear, and now I'm I'm sort of in that phase where it's like uh, I want to start jumping into to like, really focusing, because I've never shot a monster, monster bear myself. I've shot some, you know, mm-hmm. some decent bears and older bears, mm-hmm. but never, like, a giant bear, and so it's definitely uh, interesting. I can definitely see that evolution sort of in myself, so interesting. Right,
2: right.
0: Uh, cool. So, um, you know, I, I guess let's jump into, because... Like, <laughs> I, I want to talk about how to how you're so successful at getting big bears. Um, what kind of terrain? Like, you know, we we're talking about the general terrain of, of northern Wisconsin, but when you're looking to set up big bear for big bears, what kind of terrain are you actually looking to set up in? Um, <clears throat> places near water. You okay. know, the bears bears always
1: have to have water, and of course, they have to have. Uh, food but they can travel miles you know mm-hmm. uh in the search of food but you know there's not water all over the place and and where there is you know you can uh um uh target bears uh you know in nice and cool areas thick mm-hmm. um uh, they're just uh, um open put it this way open Open areas such as great big, like, oak forests and stuff, even though that there is, uh, you know, ac- acorn crops, you know, good acorn crops here and there, mm-hmm. um, uh, I just don't think there's a lot of cover for those bears to come out during mm-hmm. during shooting hours um, and and feel secure at it as they are in, in thick, um, nasty, mm-hmm. nasty briars, um, uh, weedy areas,
0: you know. Mm. Right. That makes sense. Okay. Now, do you, because I've heard this consistently with the, the thick area, you know, near water, right? But, Mm -hmm. um, especially for a hunt like in Wisconsin where it's in September, um, you know, you're starting to get limited food sources. There's only a few things bears are really wanting to feed on that time of year. Do you ever like those th- are you ever finding like trying to set up on thick spots that are close to food sources or does that not really matter
1: i think i think by the time september let's say the egg land and cornfields and stuff by the time september rolls around uh that milking stage let's say next to a cornfield mm-hmm. um that milking stage you know that corn starting to Dry up. It never hurts to set uh, set up right next to there. You can do it. You know mm-hmm. the bears are used to coming out there. Yeah. But um, um, you know, if our season was uh, August fifteenth, we'd kill some monster bears in the egg land uh, uh, just sitting next to cornfields. Gassel. You know.
0: Mm-hmm. So I guess on that, you know, like with with your bait sites, do you tend to use the same bait sites? Um, consistently, or do you move around? That all depends
1: on what the cameras are telling me okay. each year. Um, uh, for instance, last year, uh, we've got a bait site called the rock bait mm-hmm. that is 110% stand every single year. You know, if we don't shoot one, uh, we shoot two off of there. Wow. And, um, we had a monster sow with three cubs, that you know she rivals any great big boar and and she would uh you know challenge them but uh she took over that bait station and Mm -hmm. you know i i i gave it a month and kept on baiting it and and checking the cameras and stuff and nope she would not budge for any other bear she held her ground and Mm -hmm. we abandoned that bait station but uh normally yeah we uh, we have some bait stations that, uh, you know, are, are 17 years old yeah. that uh, we keep on going back to. And uh, we have new ones that pop up and and some some we just don't like. Um, sometimes we don't like it because of human activity. And, you know, unfortunately, sometimes somebody messes around with it and we'll just bail out of there instead gotcha. of fight it.
0: That's cool. Now, are you know, even though you, you kind of have a, a solid area you're hunting, are, are you scouting for new spots all the time?
1: Always. Okay. Always, always, always scouting, especially in the springtime and stuff. You know, this has really become, I want to say, a little science with me. Uh, in the springtime, it's really interesting. Uh, first off, I... As a past guide, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to be assisting now uh, Robert Haas of Northern Wisconsin Outfitters, the new owner, mm-hmm. um, we get to do this every single year.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, the bear uh, bear hunters in Wisconsin, they draw a tag now, what, what, once every six, seven, eight, eight years. So we get a chance to do this all the time. Mm-hmm. These bait stations in the spring, it's really interesting when you go back and you backtrack all these trails that where these bears are coming from it's really interesting where they hang out you find bear beds and everything you know and they're not that far away you know and some trails can go for miles too but it's uh it's fun doing that so um, it, it's really become a, a uh, i i call it a science on on trying to figure these bears out so
0: yeah no kidding okay <laughs> there, there's something in there that you're talking about that uh, is not something you hear about with bear so you actually go you find a bear trail and you follow it back to the bear's bed yes that's yeah, awesome <laughs> yeah you,
1: you can find out how far they're hanging out you know, um, they hear you coming in and stuff during yeah. baiting and stuff like that. Why not? Why not in the spring when you're not going to disturb anything? Backtrack these trails. It's it. It's just part of being a guide, and it and um, it's just part of of understanding uh, that animal a little bit more, that bear a little bit more.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: very interesting stuff that you learn.
0: Oh, I'm sure. So now that probably goes. Um... Because in Wisconsin, you can start baiting April fifteenth, and so are you basically when you're doing early baiting. Then you're you're following the trails the bears are using. Then,
1: um, even a couple of years ago, there was still like three feet of snow, so I couldn't get out there okay. and bait, but. You know, even prior to the baiting season, when there's no snow on the ground, uh-huh. I'm out there. As okay. soon as I start baiting, I don't go walking around and stuff again. Okay, okay. You know, uh, as soon as that bait station is is placed, and we don't we don't start piling bait out there. I mean, there's um, this baiting season is uh, opening of bear baiting April fifteenth is like opening of, of of bear season or or deer season to other hunters. Um, that's uh, I get so excited about it because I want to <laughs> be out there and and, and, and uh, uh, find new areas to go and, and check out and um, uh, cut new logs or hollow logs for our bait stations. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: That's awesome. And stuff. That's cool. Okay, so you know when you're, I mean, for one thing, it's just funny because the most hardcore like like whitetail guys that you hear about, right? they're the ones that are, are walking, you know, trails that bucks left and, you know, they're finding buck bedding areas and all that. Mm-hmm. But you're basically mm-hmm. doing that for bears, which is, that's, that's awesome. I mean, for one thing, I think most folks would be just terrified to do that. You know what I mean? Um, it's just, it, uh, I mean, going down to, I because bears live in pretty thick stuff. So, right <laughs> you're I, I bet you're probably crawling on your hands and knees sometimes following these trails,
1: well, sometimes, yeah, okay. but um you know in the springtime you can see uh, quite good
0: in yeah, that yeah, thick that's true. yeah, that's true you Don't know. Forget in the spring, but uh that's cool. so what are some of the things you've learned from from following you know like you know bears back to back down their trails or whatever? Well, like
1: I said before, I've learned that uh, uh, when a bear is committed to a bait station, he's not that far away. Okay. You know, they know when you're there. They hear you. The slightest noise, the little ding of a bucket uh, um, against a tree, or or even if you whisper, uh, changing the camera out on the on a tree, checking the um, taking the chip out. They know that you're there. You know, they they know what you smell like and uh, they probably know more about you than you do of yourself.
0: (laughs) Oh, that's funny. That's crazy. How how far are they usually away?
1: Uh, Um, I would say probably on an average distance, you know, they're 100 yards away. I mean, they're that that close and and then uh some bears that are travelers they like to go from one bait station to the next you know you never know where they're going to be at
2: right you never know
1: some of the some of the best spots that i've ever found um uh for bears and their beds are up against great big huge norway pines um it's you can just see the big indentation right up against that tree. Um, I used to have pictures. I wish uh, I'd try to send you some sometime.
0: Okay, that'd be um, great, yeah, because I'd and, the That's interesting.
1: Yeah, and and um, we've even found, um, like, next to ravines where we've, um, uh, down by the Sioux River, where we have some baits, and there's beds even on, on, on these little ledges that stick out, you know, and it, it's it just really simply... Simply amazing, you know.
0: That's crazy. Uh, being able
1: to to recognize uh, uh, all, all that stuff.
0: Okay, that's crazy. What's what do you think special about the Norway pines that makes them want to bed by it?
1: I have no idea. Huh. I have no idea. Um, in the springtime, one time I was uh, there was very little snow on the ground, and I was uh, 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 tracking a bear. Uh, uh, his footprints you know were Mm -hmm. in the snow and so i started following that bear just to see what he was going to do and stuff and he had a couple trees that he'd just lean up against i don't know if it might block the wind hold the heat um i have no idea why they like that
0: that's interesting huh you know I've, i've read somewhere i forget where it was but i read that um like sow with cubs are never far from like at least around here anyway. It was white pine stands because or and, and some red pine too I think. And the reason why they thought was because um, it's easy for cubs to climb up those trees really quick. And so, right. But you don't think of uh, especially big boars of you know climbing trees and defense you know because I know a lot of hound hunters the bigger bears they don't tend to climb trees they tend to um, stay on the ground and fight, you know, Right,
1: right. Yeah, the big mature boars, you know, they have no need to, to climb trees, um, um, you know, they're, they're probably fighters for one thing, you know, the smaller bears, of course, you know, you gotta have some good, good, I've seen some bears go up some small trees, so, (laughs) (laughs) they get up on the top and the tree starts to bow,
2: you know, and,
1: and, uh, but those big bears, there's no reason for them, but, you know, of course, you're, uh smaller bears immature bears you know um, that's why that's why I, I don't like sitting setting up any bear stands in uh um even a 10 15 15 year old um slashing you know okay. they gotta they gotta have some trees you know to uh climb to feel safe
0: in. right that's crazy makes sense to me though so man that's that's some d I, I just <laughs> I've just never thought to like walk down bear trails, you know, early in the spring like that. I mean, I'm, I'm looking for bear spots, but I've never personally like went trailed bears like that. That's cool. So yeah, that's neat. Well,
1: that, that's just part of being a guide, too. You know, um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, we don't just we don't just throw the bait out there and uh, uh, take your check in hand and say, you know, there you go.
2: Right. You know.
1: Um, um, uh, We've had uh, we've had other other bear guide services, you know, uh, that we've talked to and and um, uh, um, ask us how can we start baiting so early, you mm-hmm. know, and and it's just it's fun to do, but that's that's part of the big success too, especially right. especially uh, uh, during this time of the year, yeah. June and July is there is their breeding season. Aww. I tell you something, you get to you get to see what monster bears are out there potentially in your area right a lot of these big bears show up just for a few days and then uh move move on but um you know the big thing about it is is that they know where these bait stations are and you just never know who's going to show up yeah one of our biggest bears showed up uh three weeks before the season started no kidding uh we ended up getting him yep
0: oh that's cool that's really cool yeah the um um so that that bear I sent you a picture of I, I call him Monster He uh, he's on my, my main bait stand here in the UP and um, he is just sporadic he shows up from time to time sometimes he'll be there for three days sometimes he'll show up there for one night but he's always in the area but it's never for very long it's very, and it's never even the same time period and I don't know why that is I haven't been able to pin him down yet, but, uh, something like those pictures are from this year, right? No, they're from a couple seasons. So, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not sure, but it's been multiple seasons that I've got like different years that I've gotten him on camera, but it's never Mm -hmm. been the same time or anything. So I'm not sure what it is.
1: Well, that's just one of those, uh, uh, one of those deals where you got to try to try to narrow narrow that bear down and find out where he's uh, uh, find out where he's coming from and uh, place another bait station a quarter mile away and see if he starts showing up there. If he does, you know, keep track of the times, dates, and everything, and mm-hmm. and you can start start moving around and, and figuring it out. Right, that's cool.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to. So now you know, off air, we were talking about how, um, this ghost bear you've been after, um, you've narrowed down his core, you know, his kind of core area. Is that what you're basically doing? Like, like, how do you, how do you narrow down a big bear like that? Like where his core area is?
1: This is on private land. I've, I've got around about 300 acres. There's, 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 there's four, four land, uh, uh, um, owners, and it's a combination of uh, about 300 acres. And um, um, uh, this big bear started showing up, mm-hmm. but it was sporadic. Yeah. And so I, I, I started moving the bear bait around um, until he started showing up on a consistent basis. Mm hmm. And, um, of, of course, you know, a decent-sized bear came in a few, a few years ago that a hunter shot of a, a, a ghost bear just disappeared. So last year, two years ago, two years ago, I placed a, a stand on, on this power line that was all grown up.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I had one little bear come in on a consistent basis, and another one that was about a 300-pound, uh, I, I think it was a sow, but she would only come in once in a while, and I baited that for about a month and a half, and I gave up.
2: Mm-hmm. And I moved
1: that about, I think it's probably about 200 yards towards towards this guy's house that okay. I have permission to go bear hunting in. Mm-hmm. And I nailed it. He comes in. He must. He must live. Live right there. But it's an old, um, you know, fifteen uh, fifteen um, acre old apple orchard in there too. Oh,
2: so there's okay. a,
1: a great food, and it's really thick in there. Really thick. But he started coming in at ten o'clock in the morning. You know everything a big bear isn't supposed to do. Yeah. And anywhere from ten o'clock in the morning. until last light and he would always follow my exit and entrance trail in every single time he came out yeah the camera showed him coming out every single time there was one time when there was a little bear bear at the bait where where he came walking in uh on a different uh path i i even uh, it was uh, this little teeny Uh, quarter acre used to be an old food plot that i had in there for deer Mm -hmm. and i Mm -hmm. actually even took a weed whacker in there and made a little trail and tried to guide this bear in from a different direction and stuff Uh and and it 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 didn't work he still uses our entrance and exit trail but he exits you know, he exits that, that little grass trail, too, when okay. he gets done eating.
2: Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but, yeah, just as, as simple as moving the stand and trying trying try a different spot. That's you know, crazy. It, it, it's, you know, it's, it's not really a pain in the butt uh, doing it. It's just that's what you have to do in order yeah. to kill big bears, you know. You just take that god darn stand right down and go move it and try try a different spot.
0: Yep, that's interesting. Now, uh, a couple things from there. Do you oh, do you come in and leave on the same trail of the bait, or do you have separate um, entrance and exit paths?
1: No, I, I usually use the same one. Okay. Um, uh, unlike um, some other bear uh, hunters' guides, um, I don't like. Uh, setting my my exit and entrance trail uh, walking right past the tree stand okay um i like to swing wide because they do you know you play the wind Mm -hmm. and you swing wide um uh you make those bears swing wide too if if they're going to use your trail and a lot of them use that trail the path of least resistance you know they'll they'll use that that same trail so I like to uh, swing it wide away from where that hunter is going to be sitting. Okay. You know, but uh, those bears—they're so intelligent. They—they they know where the stands are.
2: Yeah. You
1: know, and that's another uh, thing about uh, searching and and backtracking the trails and stuff. Uh, uh, during the springtime, you start uh, following that trail, and all of a sudden, you know, it's leading away from the stand and it ends up behind the stand
0: <laughs> you know <laughs>
1: yeah exactly
0: so, uh, exactly many
1: bear hunters have come back to camp saying what's what's that sound I keep on hearing like breathing <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the bear sitting smelling and is sitting behind you yeah. you know
0: yep exactly exactly matter of fact this last year I had uh, a decent bears well into the 300 pound Range and um, it uh had it patterned um, was ready to go, and then uh, for late Michigan Bear season opener, there's this big cold front that came through and just shut everything down. And that and they went nocturnal for a couple of days and they came back, and um, it was like third night of the hunt, all of a sudden, um. I noticed that there was a trail coming right by my stand, and it was like right at last light. All of a sudden, I heard, I saw there. It's um the the trail they were using. It was really, really thick young hemlocks, and that would, that would like cover right up to the bait. And all of a sudden, I started seeing this this these trees shake, and there was pounding on the ground and snapping teeth. And there was no, no doubt about it, there was a bear sitting right there 10 yards from me. I could not see the bear, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it knew I was there or it was testing to see if I was there or what. But, you know, but it would not show itself. I'm like, really? Right. <laughs> so, but yeah, you're. I mean, 10 yards from the bait or 10 yards it, from me. It was crazy. Yeah, so. he
1: he knew you were there. He uh, might have gotten a little whiff of you. Yeah. And he was he was just sitting there trying to figure you out. Um, yep. Were you just there or are you there?
0: Yep, you exactly. Know? So. Yep. And, and the camera showed, I, I left, and he was there. He was at the bait two minutes after I walk because I was looking at my watch. I mean I was literally like, okay, I'm gonna that's take a, note of this time because I wanna know how long it takes him to hit the bait. Two minutes.
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. That's that's what these bears do. There they you know, you think you have them smarted uh outsmarted
0: and they've they've had you outsmarted weeks before the hunt. <laughs> yep, exactly. I was like, oh man, so but oh, uh, <laughs> uh, crazy! So, um, it, so now, you, are you using ladder stands then for your hunts?
1: It all depends on the hunter and what they want. So okay. You know, a lot of these a lot of these bear hunters come from from uh, southern Wisconsin, where um, they hunt in the egg land, and they they use ladders. Yeah. ladder stands yeah so um um we have some ladder stands double wide ladder stands somebody wants a cameraman um or uh m- most of our stands are, are with the ladder sticks the strap-on ladder sticks
0: okay gotcha cool okay yeah i wasn't sure because it, it just the way you talked sounded like it could be ladder stands but okay so it's a mix anyway cool okay sweet now on, on your actual stands there, what is your preferred wind to set up a hunter on? You know, are you looking for a straight-on wind, ideally, or crosswind? Um, what, what go ahead.
1: Up there, up there where we're from, we're on a great big peninsula, mm-hmm. okay? And it's Lake Superior all the way around it. You don't know which way the wind is going to come from, you know, sometimes, yeah. you know, they can, they can say there's going to be a Southwest wind and we got a straight North North wind <laughs> Yeah, up there. But I like, I like the setup where the bait station is, the Hunter is looking West. The bait station is to the West. So okay. there's a westerly wind. It's blowing right at the Hunter. So any, any north, northwest, or southwest, or west wind, uh, you're going to be safe. The only, the only wind that is really going to kill you is an east wind.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Makes sense. Do you have any, like, do you ever set up stands deliberately for if there is an east wind, or do you just say, we have an east wind, nobody's hunting then?
1: Uh, right. Um, that's the way we do it. We're okay. not going to set up multiple stands and um, um, uh, at a bait station. It's 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 if the wind is wrong, you're not going to sit it. Okay, gotcha.
0: That's cool. That makes a lot of sense. Now
1: all of a sudden, um, let's just go back to that. Let's yeah. say that uh, uh, the you know uh, all all summer long you have a, a southwest wind, the west wind and. And you set up on the east side
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, uh, of that. Well, all summer long, and and close to the bear season, uh, the bears are coming from that direction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, you're you got a bear hunter sitting up there, and the bears are are still, you know, bears are really uh, what is it, habitual animals? Yeah. You know they're gonna try to come from that direction too they'll use the wind though too but all of a sudden the hunter's busted yeah so just uh, the wind isn't right um don't hunt it
0: gotcha that's cool yeah definitely so now how many how many stands are do you have per hunter then
1: we average about one and a half stands. So if there's two hunters, there's going to be three stands.
0: Okay. We got
1: such of a great bear bear population, you know, up there that, you know, uh, one of those two hunters is going to shoot a bear probably the first night. It okay. all depends on the hunter themselves. But yeah. Um, yeah, bears are going to keep on coming in. So uh, we've shot we've shot as many as uh, 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 six bears, six mature bears. Uh, six nights in a row off of one stand wow
0: that's awesome
1: all over 200 pounds wow all over 200 pounds. yeah yeah it was amazing well the guy said he wanted us on his property bear hunting he said he wanted bears gone um (laughs) he's got too many of them and boy he wasn't he wasn't kidding
0: (laughs) yeah i was gonna say that he is not kidding wow six bears and six nights all over 200 pounds wow
1: yeah hunter hunter would come back to camp we shot a bear the first thing we do is is we cover that bait bait back up mm-hmm. and uh track that bear you know when we track bears and stuff too you know it's it's we try to be deadly silent too you okay. know because we just want that bait station to stay active so yeah you know we use a great we use a cot to take the bears out and uh the next day we go back in to see if it was hit if if it's hit we'll rebait it and you know, if if need be, we'll put another hunter on there, if need be.
0: Okay, gotcha. Yep. Might as well use a good stand if it's still, you know, Yep. producing good bears. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. You know what I found, um, just in my own experiences, um, when I, if I take a bear out and I, I have in the back of my head that I want to use this stand next year, I... I because if I know I'm not going to come back, say like I did a do it yourself hunt in Canada and mm-hmm. I knew I wasn't coming back to that stand and it was hard to get the bear out. So I, I feel dressed the bear out in the woods, right, right next to my mm-hmm. bait pile. Well, mm-hmm. on my stands that I don't, that I have every intention of coming back to, I never, I never feel dressed my bears out there except for, um, mm-hmm. I think, no, I ne- I've never feel dressed a bear out there anyway what I found is the stands that I, that I feel dressed the bears on immediately, the bait goes cold and Mm -hmm. the stands that, and it's just done for the season and the stands Mm -hmm. that I don't, they'll keep hitting. And so, but it all Mm -hmm. depends on, you know, if you start causing a lot of racket out there and stuff, it really affects the bears from what I've seen.
1: Yeah. Well, you leave a gut pile by your, you know, out in the woods, let's say, um, um, uh, one of the first animals to find it, of course, uh, are uh, uh, crows. Yeah. And, you know, you get all them crows, start con and stuff, and then you start getting predators coming around. Yeah. So that could be a, a spook factor, you know, wolves or, you know, uh, find that and they start hanging out yeah. at that bait station. That's probably why. Yeah.
2: yeah.
1: Why, it, why it goes cold. We never, never got our bears out in the woods. We take them right back uh to where we hang them in the garage, we've got them right there. Gotcha. Yep. We we live weight them and then when their guts are out, we uh, uh, weigh, weigh them again. Okay. Take measurements and stuff like that. That's cool.
0: That's cool. What's just out of curiosity, what's the percentage difference between live weight and uh dressed weight that you found? It's
1: between seven, 17 and 19%
0: interesting okay wow that's a very precise number
1: (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) oh that's cool it's 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 almost on the head every single time really that's cool
0: (laughs) neat well very cool so you know with, with stand location is there um you know you told me that you prefer like water and you know thick cover right um With the actual stand location, is there any geographical, like, features, like ridges or um, maybe a funnel, a natural funnel or something like that that you prefer to set up on?
1: I like flatland. Okay. I like flatland. Um, uh, You you start getting into the ridges and stuff, and um, it seems like those bears, when they... uh, they like to use that, of course, for their advantage to get up a little bit higher, okay. um, and and approaching that bait sometimes I find, like that rock bait. You mm-hmm. know, we got two trails that come. Um, that that stand sits on a little incline, a little. There's a hill behind it, okay, and and those bears come from right behind there. We've been busted before, but uh, yeah. they come from other areas too. But uh, I like I like. Uh, flat
0: areas okay to
1: set the stands up interesting.
0: yeah interesting yep that's cool it seems like it, well depends on uh, around around here it's kind of hard to my main like area that i like to bear hunt it's so hilly that it's hard to get a flat spot but yeah mm-hmm. i can definitely see mm-hmm. that so that's mm-hmm. cool neat so um speaking of getting busted um do you ever do you ever have your uh hunter's Practice anything special for scent control.
1: You do everything that you would for you know hunting whitetails. You try to stay as clean as possible. You know mm-hmm. you don't you don't just go and buy a scent lock suit uh, from uh, um, uh, 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 Cabela's and and, and um, um, put it on. And, you know you got to prep yourself. You yeah, yeah. Um, uh, these bears are so used to us. In our scent, our smell, um, day after day when we bait and stuff, and all of a sudden we take that hunter in, and there's a little bit of a different scent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, against rubs up against a tree. And I guarantee you that if that bear is walking down that trail, he's going to smell that tree. I guarantee you he will. Yeah.
2: Yep. So uh,
1: we try to have them... You know, you go down and fill up your gas tank. You don't wear your rubber boots.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You don't wear you don't wear your your gear that you're going to be hunting in. The mm-hmm. best thing to do is, is put your gear on when you get out there. Okay. A lot of these guys uh, they they don't do that, but you know we can't we can't babysit everybody, right? You know, and it's uh, it's their hunt. They paid for it. Uh, we can try to educate them as much as possible. What happens after <laughs> yeah, after yeah. you know the season starts is kind of out of our hands sometimes.
0: Right. Exactly. Yep. That makes sense. So, yeah, I was I was just wondering because I you know I am just curious if there's anything you know it, anything special that you did, but basically the the basics just to minimize scent. That's cool.
1: That's cool. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Cool. All right. Well, let's switch gears a little bit. Um. Let's talk about, um, you know, because in Wisconsin, it's a little bit different than a lot of places in terms of baiting. You're only allowed to use 10 gallons of bait um, at a time, and you can start April 15th and go all the way through season, which is, um, you know, a little unusual for... Because t- I mean, I know Wisconsin or not Wisconsin. Minnesota's got like a two week baiting season. Michigan's mm-hmm, got like a mm-hmm. month baiting season. So right, it's a little different. I mean, and you know, other places I'm sure are used to long baiting seasons, but uh, say I don't know Ontario or whatever. But um, what? So I guess on that, um, you know, when when do you start baiting bears? It's I think you said the fifteenth is when you start.
1: Right, okay. Right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> by the time August comes along, we will know what bears are committed to what bait stations. Okay. Okay. If we got a big, the breeding season's done. Mm-hmm. If we got a big boar that's that's hanging out in the area, whether he comes there there one two times per week, we're going to know what bears are coming into the uh, uh, each bait station. Um I know that Minnesota, I think it's unlimited, is Michigan with bait.
0: Yeah, Michigan's unlimited with the exception if you use grains, you gotta limit it to two gallons. So okay. that's the only exception.
1: This is my theory on <clears throat> on baits. Ten gallons. You take ten gallons, that's two five gallon buckets full. Yeah. You know, that's still a lot of bait.
0: Yeah. We only
1: use five gallons on a regular basis.
0: Really? Okay.
1: Now, this is my theory,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. okay? (laughs) Is when a bait station gets established and you have multiple bears coming into that bait station,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. bears aren't dumb. Mm -hmm. They're going to know that if they don't get to the buffet, George is going to eat it all. Mm -hmm. So, you you start you start getting competition when they know that we're there these bears if they want to eat they're gonna come there and eat so mm-hmm. this big bear that's kind of hanging out in the back he, he finally figured it out that that if he doesn't get there at a decent time all that bait's gonna be gone mm-hmm.
0: you see where I'm going with that yeah yep definitely
1: okay instead of having bait there all the time a bear realizes that oh, I can, I can go there any time of the day I want or any time of the night.
0: hmm Yep. Yep, I've seen that. Interesting. Now, so you're only putting out five gallons. How free, Are you baiting every single day from April 15th through? No. Okay. No. Okay. No,
1: no. We just put out teaser baits. Starting starting August 1st is when we really start hitting it hard. But, you know, we get excited in July, too, and... and um, um, we're out there probably more than any, any other, uh, uh bear guide, um, up in that area. It's, it's just cause we love doing it.
2: Right. You know?
0: Yeah.
1: So, and, 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 our, our, our success rate shows that too.
0: Yeah, exactly. You
1: know? and, exactly. Uh, and there's, there's a huge educational process that we go through too. You know, we, uh, we send pictures, you know, big bears, little bears, cubs, sows, mm-hmm. um, we try to we try to tell every single every single hunter about uh, bears and bear hunting and and, and um, uh, just just really educate those those hunters on on bear hunting, and and it shows you know uh, some of these guys are pa- passing up bears that normally would be shot, and uh, sure enough uh, you know that 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 pecking order that. Uh, that bigger bear comes in, you know, last last hour, last half an hour, and and uh, our our scales don't lie.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. That's interesting. Now, see, it's funny because there, there's basically two baiting theories, right? Um, like like real successful baiting theories that that you hear. One is like you said that basically you bait. Um, close to season you start baiting with a limited amount of bait every single day and you know and this isn't limited to you there's other very successful hunters that do this and, and i mean i i've i've done it too and it works well um where you bait every single day and you know i take you probably bait right on, around the same time if you can
2: Mhm.
0: yep and so you um, bait or uh, close to it
1: uh, we uh, yeah yeah Sometimes we mix it up and that's because of something happened or, okay. or the biggest thing is, is that we don't, we, we like to be done baiting by two, two o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah.
1: Because yeah. by, by two o'clock in the afternoon, noon during the bear season is when all of our bear hunters should be on stand, yeah. you know, yeah. so we, we try to get those bears to feel comfortable coming in at that, you know, from two to, to uh, shooting
0: time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree with that. So, one one year I I screwed up. I was thinking, oh, I gotta, I gotta get out there, and so I was I was going and baiting at like five o'clock, which was just stupid. And sure enough, the yeah. bears figured that. Oh yeah, cool. We'll come in every day, but we're gonna come in right at last light because or just after dark because that's just a little bit after you're you're gone. So stupid.
1: Yeah. But, I I walked in on a bear last year. Um, I wrote a story about this, uh, and um, I walked in on a bear. We fell behind,
2: mm-hmm. and it was
1: 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It, was, it rained the night before. The forest floor was all damp, and it was really windy out. And I'm walking to this bear bait. Mm-hmm. Um, it's quite the walk, yeah. and it's hot out, and I'm thinking, Gosh, I don't want to be out here right now. Right. I just don't want this. This is a perfect prime time to to walk walk in on a bear, and <laughs> wouldn't you know it, yep. as soon as I I was out on this logging trail, and as soon as I went ducked into the thick woods, it's like somebody turned off the lights. It got darker,
2: <laughs> and,
1: and and I'm walking through, and I come up on this little rise to look at the bait, and sure enough, there's a bear sleeping at the bait one of the big bears is sleeping <laughs> oh, no. at the bait and so so instead of banging the bucket against the tree or something i went mm-hmm. and he he jumped up in a split second and turned around and faced me and his ears went back
2: oh no and i
1: said i said three times uh, like scolding a kid i yeah. said no and each time i got louder and louder and he took one step forward and then I grabbed my bear spray, and he turned around and trotted off. <laughs> but it, it was like, oh, why did I do that? You know, <laughs> you but know. the bait stations needed to be baited.
2: You yeah. know, and
1: and uh, I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. About about a week and a half before the season starts, we do start piling it up a little bit, and and, and you know, ten gallons to each bait station here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I think it's more of a, a fear factor of, uh, competition out there. Okay. You know, yep. with the other baits in the area, Mm-hmm. Okay. you know, so, uh, we do pile it on, you okay. know, I, I mean, as much as we can.
0: Right. So. Exactly. Okay. Now, now here's, um, I guess two sort of like things that, how many bears are you feeding typically at a bait?
1: Oh, we can go anywhere from, we probably have an average of at least three up, up to about, about 10 bears at a bait station. Okay. Um, About seven, eight years ago, about eight years ago, I would say we were averaging like, like 10 bears. I mean, there was, there was a lot of bears.
2: Yeah. There was a.
1: We counted uh, 15 bears. I mean, these guys would come back to camp. We had a guy that had a longbow mm-hmm. on, on that rock bait. And he, he comes back and he he was hunting a, a bear called Bulldog because his nose was so big he you look, he'd look at, yeah, and he looked <laughs> like he had these pointy ears. He looked just like a huge bulldog, yeah. but a big, mature bear. And, and he said, my God, how many bears are on that bait? You know, because he, he had bears all time of the day coming mm-hmm. through there, yep. you know.
0: That's crazy. Yep. Okay. So, so you're feeding quite a few bears. When when you is the bait pretty much gone when you get back every day, or is there some left?
1: No, it, it's it's usually gone.
0: Okay. Okay. Is it gone you know? er, from the trail cameras? Can you tell? Is it gone early, or is it gone? Is it gone pretty quick, or is it last a little bit into the night?
1: Um, it's probably. It's probably gone within uh, eight hours. Okay. Okay. You know, it, it it depends on who who comes there. You know, you get a saw with yearlings and stuff; they can clean out a bait pretty quick. Oh yeah,
0: definitely, so, definitely. You know, that's so. a,
1: that's that's where sense comes into a big play uh, too. You know, we use a lot of bear sense. I've been using bear sense uh, uh, since 1980. I think it was 88 when mm. I. And uh, when I was offered a great big jug of it when they first started making it, uh, mm-hmm. um, I like the bacon scent. Um, that's where that comes into play, you know. When there's no bait in the bait pit, that that scent is still working, and we refreshing that uh, quite a bit. Yeah, we use like to use the gel.
0: Yep, yep, that makes sense. So cool.
1: Still attracting bears.
0: Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. Attractants are are huge in my opinion too yep yep so okay yeah so i guess where i was going with that is there's basically two two like like sort of polar not polar opposite but differing theories on baiting one is it you know that there's many many big bears killed with is that you put out a limited amount of bait you know um Anywhere from five to ten gallons of bait a day, and you but you bait every single day, and it's to create competition, and that way the bigger bears come in earlier. Um, I personally have killed my biggest bear using this method. Um, and I was in a ni- It was nice because I didn't live very far away from my baiting station, so that was <clears throat> a convenient thing for me to do. Um, the uh, and the other theory is that you put out as much bait as you possibly can, only bait it one to two times a week, and that way the big bears will, you know, there's going to be a lot of bears that hit the bait site, but then the big bears will come and dominate the bait site, and that will be all that's on the bait site. So um, it's kind of interesting hearing both sides of it, because, I mean, I, I, me personally, I've used both um I'm not so sure which one's the best. I know which one I'm using right now, just because out of convenience. But it seems like... Um, and I've heard sort of the arguments against baiting every day. Mm-hmm. But it, it does, for whatever reason, it does seem to bring in the bigger bears into daytime earlier. You know, just from what I've seen. Right, but, right. Yeah.
1: I, I wish... I wish I had the opportunity to, um, you know, uh, look at the other side of the coin and be able to do that, just yeah. to to see, you know, um, if, if, if 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 there's differences and stuff, you right. know, um, 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 everybody has their theories and stuff, and uh, yeah. um, I I told you mine, but but I n- I never got a chance to try, mm-hmm. you know the other one so who am i to say you know um other than us killing big bears <laughs>
2: yeah you know? exactly, uh, exactly not
1: all not all bears are the same either mm-hmm. they adapt to stuff um um uh, hunting's different in minnesota versus wisconsin yeah. only because of you know you can use meat, uh, meat and 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 you can use uh uh, 30 gallon barrel i think on private property and and uh, it's it's just different canada's different too
2: yeah you know oh, yeah
1: uh, um bears adapt to all of those things you yeah. know uh, people might laugh at me you know uh, for saying that but uh it, it what happens here doesn't necessarily happens there
0: no you know? no definitely i mean i can tell you i, I mean i'm not you know, I haven't hunted a ton of different places, but the difference between the bears in um, Ontario and the bears in Michigan is crazy. Um, you know, the, the bears in Ontario. I mean, I put out a bait and they were coming in at. You know, the first time they showed up was, like, noon. And, I mean, there was, like, mm-hmm. a train of bears all day long. They didn't seem <laughs> to care about people. Actually, they preferred mm-hmm. the day versus nighttime. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't seem yep. to be impacted by human pressure. It was just – they were just very – you know, if I did some of the same stuff – I mean, the bear I shot up there, I was sitting on the ground 20 yards from the bait, you know. Right. And yep. yep. if, if yep. I did that in Michigan – no way <laughs> you know right, what i mean right so right the
1: bears up in canada um <clears throat> don't associate with humans as much as is as, as bears from wisconsin do and stuff yep. like that yep. you know bears in wisconsin michigan i think they they know that humans are above them
2: mm-hmm. on the
1: predator list yeah <laughs> you know yep, exactly and, and uh, uh yeah, it was amazing when I went up there and I, I filmed a friend I actually hunted uh, to and uh, um, I actually uh, uh, missed, or should I say, grazed a bear with my bow up there. But, yeah, mm. the bears were just crazy. They didn't care. We had uh, My buddy thought I was crazy for passing up a 300-and-some-pound bear, but it was all rubbed on the back end. But oh, he yeah. was just laying there,
2: <laughs> laying there looking
1: up at us and everything. Yeah. You know, you don't... You don't get the bears doing that here
0: no definitely not definitely not no so that's wild (laughs) but yeah it is interesting and um kind of going back to the the bait theories it i i mean they both i think i don't know I, i mean i i me personally i'm and i'm not the the I'm not saying I'm the world's greatest bear hunting expert or anything. I'm definitely far from it, but, uh, I've used both. They seem to work well. Um, both of them, if you do them right, you know, but, um, yeah, it's interesting, but it kind of depends on your situation too. Like if you, you know, say the, the, you shot my biggest bear, um, where I was, I was putting out, I think it started with five gallons, and then it was getting cleaned out in, like, two hours. So I'm like, I'm going to ramp this up to ten gallons. But uh, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I, I did that, and, um, you know, it was very successful. But it was out of convenience because uh, I was very close to home. You know, I was, mm-hmm. I was hunting about 20 minutes from my house, so that was nice. Mm-hmm. But then I moved, mm-hmm. and um, my I have to travel no less than an hour away to get to anywhere where I feel comfortable hunting (laughs) bears. And so it's a lot more realistic for me to bait every, you know, two twice a week or something like that. And, um, right, and so, and it, it works to, but I I have yet to shoot a big bear like that. So me personally, I don't know, but, uh, I know a lot of people that shoot big bears off a lot of, or a ton of bait too. So Mm. I don't know.
1: Right, right. right, So you can, uh, you can make five gallons last a long time, too, you know, if, yeah. if you get a good a good trail mix and stuff.
2: Yeah. Stuff that
1: is is, is hard and really small. Yeah. They have to take their time, you know, scooping that up and eating it, and it's not like putting out bread where they just gobble it right down and right. it's gone.
0: Yeah, but, five gallons of bread is very different than five gallons of trail mix, mm-hmm. yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So Either
1: method, um, you know, um, we'll probably get it done. Um, like I said, we just all have our little... Uh, theories and stuff so
0: yeah yeah it's just interesting hearing them both so well cool yep. so I guess I guess jumping on to, to what kind of bait do you prefer to use
1: oh my god <clears throat> where do I start
0: <laughs> you know
1: uh, just uh, trail mix and nuts nuts are are some of the best uh, nuts are going to re- resemble the natural food source out there you know yeah of course, acorns. Yeah. And And bears know what's going to put the most fat on them. Yep. Um, um, that trail mix is, is some of the best stuff that you can use. And, of course, we use lots of bread um, um, preseason, you mm-hmm. know. Lo- yeah. Lots of bread, uh, pie filling, cookies, granola, you know, your, your same... Same stuff that you get probably up there too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but uh, we like to mix it up. Uh, like every third day, we start mixing the bait up a little bit. We don't we don't start feeding the same thing all the time. And you know, it's like like you and I going to the buffet and eating the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, sometimes you like to switch it up a little bit so you don't get sick and tired
0: of it. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
2: <laughs> <clears throat>
0: yep. Yeah, uh could not agree more on trail mix. It just do do you find it holds if there's a good acorn I assume there's a lot of there's at least some oaks around you.
1: Yeah, there's great big huge oak oak forests up there. I mean okay. monster oak forests that uh um, we had to move a guy's bear truck, uh, I mean his truck one time when I was dropping him off, there were so many acorns falling, it was hitting the truck and you'd hear bing,
2: bing, <laughs>
1: you know, so we had to move, but yeah, 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 yeah. we have uh, lots of ac- uh, acorns uh, oak, oaks up there.
0: Yeah, okay. Do you do you find the trail mix holds the bears better when there's a um, big uh, acorn crop? You know, um,
1: this is this is funny because I hear everyone talk about the natural food source and stuff and pulling pulling bears away from the baits and stuff yeah. and honestly I don't see it if okay. a bear leaves for a couple of days um, uh, if he's being pulled away from those acorns for a couple of days he'll be back but mm-hmm. I don't I don't see this this lull this this lull that they talk about, you know, where the baits kind of drop off and stuff. Yeah. Um. I, I've, I've, I've been, been mystified, you know. And, and and we have a great area up there for bears.
2: Yeah. So maybe
1: we maybe we have so many bears up there we don't have to worry about it.
2: <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. There's
1: there there's been maybe one bear bait that I can think of that went dead. And um, completely dead for whatever reason um, uh, in my career, you know, mm-hmm. I, that's a, maybe a couple, but um, for for whatever
0: reason, you yeah. know, before the season started. Gotcha. Interesting. <laughs> that's that's kind of funny because I mean that's that's something. I mean, there there's whole like articles written on. The bear hunting forecast, bumper acorn crop, or you know, mm-hmm. big berry crop. You know, how are the berries? That's going to determine how the season's going to go. When it's like, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of find that interesting, but you know, you know,
1: go ahead. sometime, uh, um, I'm hoping you can come and join us sometime and stuff. But uh, we've even cut open, you know, the guts to to see what's in there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and, and of course, if there's, if there's apple, wild apple trees around and stuff, you know, you always find apples,
2: yeah,
1: apples in their that. guts and stuff and choke cherries and, and stuff like that, yep. you know, Yeah. so, um, it's, 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 it's interesting, but I don't think I have ever seen, um, when we, uh, split some of the guts out, uh, um, um, any acorns.
0: Interesting. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's yep. funny. I mean,
1: we don't do every bear either, right? So. Of
0: course, of course, huh? Yeah, that's interesting. So, <clears throat> definitely plan to take you up on the offer, by the way. But, um, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> now, do you do you find that, um, say like, do bigger bears prefer different baits than say like sows or uh, small boars?
1: It all depends on. Uh... Big bears got to feel really comfortable at a bear bait. Yeah. You know, in order for him to come in. You know, that uh, uh, this one bait, the you know, snaggle tooth bait, um, um, all we had were big bears hitting that. And never, ever in all the years, you know, 10, 11 years that we had that bait station, was there ever a saw with cubs. In, Interesting. in, in fact, I can hardly ever remember a saw being there. You know, there's a few pictures, but, and rarely, rarely. Rarely a bear uh, under 200 pounds at that, that uh-huh.
0: bait. Interesting. Yep.
1: So, bait. Um, hmm. that interesting. Uh, that was a special
0: bait station.
1: Yeah. Uh, very special. That's we uh, shot some monster bears off of that one.
0: Huh. So, uh, let's jump into that. So, who is Snaggletooth? <laughs>
1: Snaggletooth? Is a bear that I fell in love with, and uh, um, long time ago, while I was driving on a back road during the breeding season, I ran into this bear sitting in the ditch. He, he was chasing a sow, a sow ran across the road, and he was sitting in the ditch. And it was really hot out; it was like 80 degrees, and he was sweating and and dripping from the mouth, and just looking at me from from, you know, 15 feet away, and he had a, a tooth. His bottom tooth was sticking out like a cigarette.
2: Okay. And
1: huh. um, it, he had a broken jaw is what it ended up to be. But okay. anyways, I, I nicknamed named him uh, Snaggletooth. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> I started uh, asking questions about Big Bear in the area, and I'll well, come to find out about uh, six miles away, is, is where his core area was after the breeding season. Okay. And I, I uh, uh, tracked this bear down, found where he uh, would, would spend uh, uh, his uh, sleeping habit and stuff, you know, away mm-hmm. from people and stuff. And <clears throat> I, um, in the springtime, I, uh, I set up a trail camera, captured him on, on trail camera, and then I went back the following day with a pad and paper and I started walking these bear trails, mm-hmm. and at one spot they all intersection. There was an intersection. They all crisscrossed, and that's where I set up set up uh, the bait station that we nicknamed Snaggletooth. And Snaggletooth at, at one time was a 700 pound bear. Wow. And and the um, uh, the quest to get Snaggletooth uh, every year he outwitted hunters. I mean he outwitted hunters left and right. And, uh, he, he'd come in daylight hours about, about, uh, anywhere from a half an hour to 15 minutes before dark. Mm-hmm. Only at that one bait station. Never did I once get him on, capture him on another bait station that was nearby. And the closest one was, uh, uh three quarters of a mile away.
0: Wow. That's crazy. And I
1: got pictures of um, them, oodles of pictures of them, video, um, yeah, uh, just a, a really cool bear. I I got too emotionally attached to that bear too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I wanted
1: I wanted one of my hunters to get him, but then I didn't because I wanted to see him for the following year and then write stories about him. <laughs> you know, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, That's crazy. So, emotionally attached to a bear. That's yep, awesome. Yeah, yeah. He he would he
1: would show up every single year, July 24th or 25th. Right after the breeding season, like clockwork. Wow, really? Yep, yep. That's yep.
0: fascinating.
1: Um, yep, other bears would show up, and and then when Snaggletooth started showing up, some of, some of the smaller ones, and when I say smaller ones, 250, 300 pounders would <laughs> would kind of move off. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah (laughs) yeah bears are the bears are going to be pulping young (laughs) are running away wow
1: (laughs) yeah yeah this bear was just just an awesome awesome bear he was a monster uh, a monster bear the last year that this bear was alive uh he he i knew something was wrong he showed up july 9th Mm -hmm. and it looked like he lost two hundred pounds. His skin was sagging. You know, he was he was getting old. You know, yeah. I think he ended up to be like 24, 25 years old. Wow. Yeah. And, and, and uh, there was a there was another bigger bear that was in the area too. You mm. know, but uh, um, that kind of started to take him over a little bit. But, gotcha. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. That's that's all. Snaggletooth got started.
0: <laughs> so. When you went looking for Snaggletooth, right? So you basically followed this trail. What <laughs> were you? Were you like terrified to find his bed and him still in it, or something? <laughs> well, my
1: heart was uh, pounding, and of course, uh, bears—they don't—they don't care to be around humans too much. And and I knew uh, in my mind that I wasn't going to find anything. But I remember walking walking through that Popple Thicket, and, and, and it was a, 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 the, the, neatest, the neatest place because it, it was so secluded and it was so small, okay. but I started walking through this thick Popple Thicket where you had to kind of turn sideways to get through, you know, and mm-hmm. then here's, here's this little teeny area um, uh, that had these low-lying pines, and this Bear Trail went right in them and it's like the trail just disappeared it's like oh my god you know yeah, yeah. so uh, these low-lying pine branches and i lifted lifted it up and i and i looked in there and of course you know i said your heart's pounding like oh god is he gonna be there and of course i knew he wasn't but just the thought of it you yeah. know was was startling you know so i even cra- crawled in there and I even smelled his bed, and <laughs> you could see where he he was laying on his right side, and his his right arm there was even an indentation where his arm was too
0: okay and wow.
1: and it was just a pattern of a bear in there it's it's the coolest thing so wow. um, yeah it was uh, really neat and and uh, that uh, that really started my quest you know yeah. um, to find out you know uh, on that bear trail, you know, when a big bear walks on that trail, he uses the same footprints time and time again. And the, the tracks were just huge, and the imprints on that trail uh, was awesome, wow. you know, to see. So, you know, that's where I started, I started backtracking that from, from, from where he, uh, he, he li- liked to uh, bed down. And of course, there's trails that branched off of that, and I followed every single one of them wow. and wrote them all down. Mm-hmm. And um, the spot that I came to was really cool because it all intersection. There was an intersection where they all crisscrossed at one point, and I even found about 20 yards away. I even found uh, uh, matching sheds, and, and and I thought to myself, you know what? This must be a hot spot. This must be like a an escape route. Uh, uh, where they feel safe right in this area but they they can get away from people um, yeah. uh, in an instant. Yep. you know, drop down drop down to that little creek bottom in that thick that thick nasty briar, you know mm-hmm. uh, stuff.
0: That's crazy. <laughs> That's so cool. How how big how wide were his pads, his front pads?
1: His front pads were were like six six and a and a half or six and a quarter inches. And, uh, his back feet, I can't even tell you, um, I think my foot, uh, uh fit in, fit in there,
2: no you kidding. know, <laughs> his
1: back foot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, there's, uh, there's some bears that are, are 150 pounds that have, you know, uh, four and a half, five inch pads, yeah. you know, and, 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 uh, you know, there's some, some big bears that, uh, you know, have uh, five inch pads,
0: Right. but yeah, that's crazy. That's so cool. <laughs> so so how long did this quest for Snaggletooth go on?
1: I believe it was uh, 10 years.
0: Wow. So 10 years you put hunters on the Snaggletooth stand,
1: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
0: every year, I mean, continually, he's at this, this bait site continually. Every year he outwitted every single hunter.
1: Every single hunter. I, I had an archery hunter come out walk out, white as a ghost, come back to camp and, he, and when I say white as a ghost you, you could see like a terror look on him like he, he seen something horrible and he said, Mike, how big are these bears out here? And, and I said, you seen Snaggletooth, didn't you? Snaggletooth stood in one spot like 40 yards away for 45 minutes and never moved a muscle until wow. until until he finally figured out that something just ain't right. And that bear turned around like he was a ballerina and walked straight away from that hunter. Wow. Never came back again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, there's other big bears that were shot off of that stand that, you know, they never gave Snaggletooth a, a, a chance. I mean, 527-pound uh, uh, um uh, 472, um, five eleven, you know, three a couple three um, wow. uh, hundreds, six hundred and thirty nine pounds. Um, <laughs>
0: really? Yeah, that's hardly a consolation yeah. prize. Six hundred thirty nine yeah, pounds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So so meanwhile, hunters are are not waiting for snaggletooth, but they're bringing down monster bears. So how did how did the quest for Snaggletooth end? Then you said he came in one year and he just looked bad.
1: Yeah, he he, he was horrible. So of course me and instead of doing the the 5 gallons uh, for him, um I would do the 10 gallons for him. Okay. It was quite the walk, too, you know. Yeah. But um, you know, I trying to trying to fatten him up and stuff. Yeah. And and um the last day that Snaggletooth was alive, mm-hmm. he come walking right up to my trail camera. I got a cutting back trail camera,
2: mm-hmm. video,
1: video on it, and he walked right up to it and sat down. I still have this video, and sat down and looked right at the camera, like he was saying his last goodbye. Really? Yep, yep.
0: <clears throat> wow. That...
1: That, that afternoon, that afternoon, um, no, the next day, he was shot. Wow. Yeah, yeah, he was shot. Hound Hunters got him.
2: Okay, wow. So,
1: but, yeah, um, coming to find out his jaw was broken in three places, and and, uh, that's why his his uh, uh, bottom jaw would flap down a little bit. And mm. and his teeth would
0: stick out, you know. So okay, that's. But yeah, awesome, awesome bear, man. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that is. <laughs> that's cool, cool, cool.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's. I'm not even sure what to how to. Res- did he ever look at the trail camera like that? Ever? Like did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. He um. Every time you see. Uh, you know, we could do this podcast for hours. Yeah. Um, uh, but um, uh, this is another thing. I like placing trail cameras on the opposite side of of, of where the hunter is going to be sitting.
2: Okay. Okay.
1: Because eventually you have a bear trail that goes right past those cameras. I don't care where you put that camera. You could put a you could put a a attack the size of a quarter on a tree and you're going to get the curiosity of a bear uh there's going to be a trail going um past that that exact tree
2: yeah. we've
1: put up dummy we've put up dummy tree stands before
2: mm-hmm. and
1: and it works it's it's almost like directing the bear anyways this is what <laughs> snaggletooth would do he would come in he would sit right next to the camera Mm-hmm. And I, I have this on, on, on camera, too. He'd sit, sit next to the camera for about, oh, anywhere from 5 to 15 minutes, and he's deciding if it's safe to go go to the bait, and the bait is only, you know, like like 15 feet away. Okay. So the next thing he would do is he would look up in the tree where that trail camera was.
0: hmm
1: He'd look up in that tree, and then... Everything's cool. He'd walk to the bait.
0: No kidding. Huh. <laughs> yep. Wow. Yeah. Very yeah, deliberate did, thing. He, That's funny. Yep.
1: He did that every single time that that camera would click on when Snaggletooth was, was there, you'd, you'd see him walking past that camera.
0: Huh. Neat. When he
1: went to the bait.
0: Wow. That's funny. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's got me pumped. They gave me, like, chills, like,
2: oh.
0: <laughs> oh, man, that is cool. Wow. I'll
1: send you that video.
0: Yeah, I'd love um, to see it, that. It's a combined video
1: of a whole bunch of bears, okay. you know, that that uh, um, that were going to that bait station. Wood tick and, and tripod and...
0: They're all long gone now. Oh, good grief. This could turn into like a six-hour podcast about all your 600-pound <laughs> <£600 laughs> bears. <laughs> I got to see if
1: my battery's holding up on the phone. <laughs>
0: oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, man. I, I'm not even going to go down that path. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> we'll yeah. have to we'll have to have you on another day to tell tell me about wood tick and tripod and <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh yeah. man but um, yeah. all right <laughs> let's uh um let, let's 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 go to the present here really quick so okay. we talked about this ghost bear so mm-hmm. you sent me a video of it how long have you mm-hmm. been after this ghost bear five years five years. <laughs> How big Five do you years, think yeah. Ghost is?
1: Well, he's he's by the time September rolls around, um, um, he's a 500 pound bear.
2: Okay, you know, yep.
1: um, um, he could, you know, and I, I don't try to overjudge him. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. um, he could be bigger. You yeah. Know? But we we have a bigger one than that. But really. We have another 700 pound bear. Really. Called 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 Bus 15.
2: Yeah. Bus
1: 15. And. Um, um, he is uh, um, well. Bus 15. He's he's as big as a bus, and it's going to take 15 guys to to haul him out of the woods. <laughs> um, last year, last year, bus 15 was not uh, was a no show. Okay. But he's he's shown up this year. Okay. Um, uh, uh, the the new owner from uh, Northern Wisconsin Outfitters, Robert Haas, um, mm-hmm. has already visually seen him. While, while out there in really? the field. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That's cool. And he's just, uh, just, a, a, a pig of a bear, but he's, uh, he's probably one of the most, most intelligent bears that, um, you know, I've, I've ever run across. He's very, uh, he doesn't show himself usually during daylight hours. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Every does he ever has he ever slipped up and come out during the day?
1: Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. I had him I had him had him on camera um, two days before the season. And uh, it just he, he he's grossly big. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. You know mm-hmm. how big he is. And every bear cleared out of that, that, that area. Every single bear cleared out of that for, like, five days. Wow. You know, um, so.
0: That's crazy. Huh. So, you know, here's, do you ever, I mean, because you, you said you don't do much bear hunting yourself, you like to guide. Do you ever get, get are you ever like, man, I'm going to do it this year. I want to go after bus 15 or, what I, or whatever.
1: No no i get the satisfaction of um um uh, putting a hunter on stand and when that hunter does shoot a bear it's almost like myself shooting a bear mm-hmm. i uh, uh what was it four years ago um i drew a wisconsin bear tag i i donated it to a 16 a year old girl oh that's
2: awesome you know
1: um um uh, uh white tails that's a different story yeah. but um um uh, the bear hunting is, is, um, it, it just fascinates me. It is, um, I can't explain it, um, how I feel when all those bear hunters are in camp, uh, uh every day, all, all the hard work that we do, uh, uh consistent baiting and, and stand placements and, and this and that. And, um, you know, educating these bear hunters and then for them to be successful. I'm, you know, there's very, I think we run like 95% success rate, oh, you know, yeah. and, 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 uh, uh the camaraderie or, you know, the camaraderie and, and the hunters talking uh, um, about their hunt and telling everybody, you know, and
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It
1: is. Yeah. It's, it's just awesome. I, I don't, I don't, I don't have to kill a bear to, uh, to, um, feel, um, as if I did, yeah. you know, feel yeah. the same way as if I did. Yeah. So that's cool.
0: That's, that's very, very, I mean,
1: cool. you know, I draw a tag, Matt, I draw a tag and, um, what am I going to hunt?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got that's hunters true. Up
1: here. That's I true. got hunters up here. Am I going to put them on, on that, on that bear feet that has that monster (laughs) bear that i've been eyeballing
2: yeah
0: yeah that's (laughs) true that's true
1: so i'm not tempted yeah
0: (laughs) yeah that's true well cool that's awesome very very neat so well cool so i guess um how about what is your not necessarily yours but maybe one of your hunters or if it's you that's cool too what's your best bear hunting story
1: plain and simple. Craig Chikanovsky from Green Bay, Wisconsin. Okay. I I put him on the tooth bait. The first night there was an east wind. I wouldn't let him sit Mm -hmm. opening day. I would not let him sit on that bait. There was other hunters that I wouldn't let sit because the wind was just wrong. So I put him with another guy filming, um, on his bait station and, and he, he ended up shooting a uh, 320 pound bear, really nice bear. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Craig, <laughs> Craig, Craig wasn't too happy with me,
2: uh-huh. but
1: um, but he understands, you know, the hunting part of it and yeah. everything. So when I put him on that stand, I whispered to him, I said, patience, 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 patience is the key. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's sitting on that stand, morning, all the way through the night, and he looks at his watch, and there's three minutes left, and he starts to grab for his rope, you know, now, he's in a climber tree stand, okay. we're going to fool Snaggletooth, right? Yeah. He, he's in a climber, he's only going to get one crack yep. at this bear, so he's literally grabbing the rope to lower his his weapon down, and all of a sudden he hears this, <clears throat> <clears throat> And, 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 and he, he's stuffing it back in his pocket, and he said, he said uh, uh, Mike was right, Mike was right, patience, patience, that's a bear. And it's coming right down the trail where <laughs> the exit and the entrance trail. Yeah. And, and, and so, so he, he puts the crosshairs of his 300 short mag at the bear bait, and this big black blob comes walking out and stops right at the bear bait and he centers the crosshairs on the shoulder and drops that bear right now back mm-hmm. then uh, and he, Craig comes flying down the driveway in his truck nobody gets to drive down the driveway unless if they shoot a bear everyone has to park out on the dirt road <laughs> so he comes flying and he comes out I shot snagletooth I shot snagletooth so of course there's a whole bunch of us that go in there and 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 um uh, I go there and and uh um look at that bear you know it's dark now and Shine the flashlight, and it just monster. Yeah, and I pick up the head, and I look at the face, and I said, "This isn't Snaggletooth." <laughs> but Snaggletooth <laughs> met that bear. This was Holyfield.
0: Holyfield, okay.
1: <laughs> Hol- Holyfield had a piece of his ear missing. <laughs> Mike Tyson and Holyfield, yep, okay.
0: Yep.
1: So this is Holyfield, but but this bear's nose was split. Right okay. down the center, really, and, and uh, from from fighting. But anyways, uh, that's the bear, and it, 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 it took uh, uh, what was it, sixteen guys to haul him out, wow. and uh, it weighed uh, six hundred and thirty nine pounds, and wow. it had it had uh, its skull was twenty one and eleven sixteenths.
0: Twenty one and eleven sixteenths. Wow. Yep, that's yep. awesome. Yeah, that is yeah, awesome. just a beautiful beautiful bear. That's
1: awesome. So, yeah, that's that, that's the story. It wasn't too happy of uh, <laughs> making making them sit, but, um, you know, um, that's what you got to do sometimes.
0: Yeah, you know? exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Super cool. So, well, I've had you for a long time. Um, yep. Before we go, two things. Um, do you have a favorite bear recipe?
1: Bear roast in a slow cooker with your classic potatoes, carrots, onions, um, whatever else you want to put in there. Mm -hmm. It is out of this world.
0: It really is.
1: Um, A friend of mine for the muzzleloading season came up and he brought two roasts. Mm -hmm. and we ate them back to back nights and that's no lie we ate we we ate them both in two nights (laughs) wow wow it was absolutely delicious you
0: know you know so that's that's my favorite oh man yep yep i i i'm right up there i love a a slow cooked bear roast there is just with Yes, oh, actually, <laughs> I'd be lying if I said I didn't have a half a bear shoulder de-thawing in the fridge right now to go do that tomorrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I've I've had bear hunters in camp go and take a big chunk, you know, yeah. off of a hind quarter and, and put it on a stick or just put it on the grill. I have this grill that goes over the uh, you know oak fire yeah. fire pit there and they they eat some of it that night Mm -hmm. which is fantastic anybody that hasn't tried it you know and there's there's certain ways of cooking it yeah you know you got to get that fat out of there and stuff yeah um you know it's a it's a roasting meat it's not like a steak you know although some some can do it that way yeah so but it's absolutely wonderful
0: yes it is and it is it's just good i i I think it's personally better than elk, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. it, it's good. Mm-hmm. It is so good. So cool. Well, um, I guess let's start wrapping this up. Do you have any closing thoughts, or, um, you know, for everybody too, I'll have the in the description of this podcast, I'll have um the link to Northern Wisconsin Outfitters. Um, mm-hmm. is there anything anywhere else you want uh, folks to find you at?
1: Um, Northern Wisconsin Outfitters has a Facebook page, um, our, our .com page is, is is still under construction. Okay. And they can give Robert Haas, owner of Northern Wisconsin Outfitters, a call mm-hmm. at 715-373-0127. Um, we book up early. Um, uh, little advice out there, bear hunters, you're going to book a hunt no matter if it's Wisconsin, Michigan, you know, and, and you're going to use an outfitter. Uh, book a year ahead of time. Start doing your homework a year ahead of time. Don't uh, sit and wait till you get the, the tag because, you know, most of the time we're um, already filled up. And I know a lot of, you know, there's a lot of uh, other bear guide services out there that are, are filled
0: up too. Yeah. Yep. So good advice for sure. So, do you have yeah. do you have openings this year?
1: Um as of right now, I would say no.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: There's uh um I I talked to him the other other night. I, I think he has I think he has 20 21 bear hunters.
2: Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, we I'm
1: have a that. wonderful lodge too. That we lease, we lease a lodge sleeps Mm -hmm. nineteen hunters, four bathrooms, has a gourmet kitchen. It's all, it's a, it's a oak, I mean a log, log cabin lodge. Mm -hmm. Uh, Beautiful uh, inside, um, is wonderful. A rec room, um, uh, sits in front of a lake, and uh, it's, uh, it's really cool.
0: That's awesome. So cool. Yeah, I want to (laughs) go. Yeah. Yeah. like
1: i said you're 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 more than welcome to take along this summer and stuff or even join us during the bear camp and help us drag bears
0: hey i might do that i, I love being a part of bear camp so i'll probably take you up on that so okay <laughs> cool alrighty mike well uh you have any closing anything else you want to talk about
1: um yeah um there's a lot of guides uh, um, out there, uh, bear hunter enthusiasts, uh, do it yourselfers,
2: mm-hmm. everybody
1: has their own, own theories. Yep. Um, and, and, uh, there's, you know, if you personally think, think it works this way, then do it. And, um, you know, the most important thing is, is that, uh, you know, everybody has, has, has fun doing it and, uh, hopefully they're, successful and uh, um all of us hunters uh you know we gotta we gotta stick together yeah Yep. So that's uh that's about
0: it awesome cannot agree more that is for sure so we can't uh we got enough pressures especially particularly as bear hunters from you know anti-hunters we got a big old target on our back that's Yep. You know they yep, cannot stand us killing, or, you know, killing, harvesting, eating. You know, a very um, uh, an animal that folks do not quite understand, and um, right. Right. and we don't need to be fighting amongst ourselves for sure. Right. So that's the right. last thing right. we need to do. So.
1: Right. Right. I mean, I. I grew up with six other, uh, seven other siblings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, we, uh, lived off of, uh, um, meat, the yeah. land and stuff. And that's all we've ever known. Yep. And, um, um, so I'm going to continue doing it, yep. you know? Yeah,
0: definitely. So cool. All right, Mike. Well, thanks for coming on. My closing thought is this has been awesome. Um, just great, deep, deep bear hunting stuff here. It's been awesome, and mm-hmm. uh, it's been a great conversation. I'm sure the listeners learned a lot, so uh, as I did. So, but uh, thanks for your time, and have a great night.
1: It's uh it's been a great pleasure being on here and talking with you. You know, like I said, we could talk hours and hours. Oh yeah. I had to stop myself. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully someday I'll meet you in person. And, uh, uh, you know, you mentioned about Wisconsin doing a, uh, a hunt yourself, do it yourself hunt. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm more willing to point you in the right direction and just say, you know, there you go, go yeah. at it, you know, <laughs> and, and, give you a hand if you need to, you know, uh, drag out a bear and stuff, but, uh, um, get up there and experience, uh, uh, new territory.
0: Definitely. So definitely appreciate that. So.
1: Yep.
0: Oh, cool. All right. Well, thanks, Mike. Really appreciate it. And, uh, thanks for tuning in everybody. Have a good night.